The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. I'm Ross Tucker. You can always listen to us on any podcast app. You can also watch us, youtube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. And that big smile is because last week, and you can go back and you can check the audio tapes. Actually, it's just a podcast. You can listen to last week's podcast. Steve Fezzik was perfect. A perfect plus 10 units last week. I was up eight units. We were 4-0 and on our best bets. It was glorious, Steve. You know what? Uh, you especially, but we both needed a week like that, Steve. Sometimes it just sometimes you're feeling it, and you just have a good week, man. Yes, and oftentimes you say, "Oh, now I'm dialed in. I'm good. I should be betting more." And I'm a big advocate of you should just go ahead and keep betting whatever your normal bet size is. Don't overreact any one bad week or any one good week. Yes. Got it. So you can check out Steve on social media. He is at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports. He is, speaking of only, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. As many of you know, we are recording this on Wednesday, we typically recorded on Tuesdays this year during the season. Today, a Wednesday, because of my travel schedule. Yes, you can see I'm not at home. For those of you that watch at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And I got to tell you, Steve, before we dive into last week and go over the results, we do all of this in 30 minutes or less every week. We appreciate the new listeners every week. I can already tell that the lines are not as good as they usually are on Tuesday. I feel like on Tuesdays, we're able to get a little bit more value. Wednesdays, they get bet a little bit in the direction where I would have gone. Yeah, and you'll see that when we're talking about some games. There are many games that are moving today uh, as we record this. So the earlier you can get at some good numbers, the better you are as a better. 
Yeah, that's why we do it on Tuesdays this year to try to give you guys the better of the number. We have done that a lot this year. So for last week, we do it pretty quickly, but this way you know, hey, we, we tell you exactly what our bets were last week. We remind you what they were. We tell you whether we were – last week we were both down. We are both down last week. But in week seven, boy, it was glorious. Uh, started off with the Giants and the Eagles, Steve. You stayed away. I put one unit on the Giants getting four points. That was clearly the right side, that one. I had two units on the over 43, Steve. And the Eagles missed two or three the two-point plays, I think. Maybe three mm-hmm. two-point plays. And Jake Elliott missed a 28-yard field goal. So that hurt. I had two units on the over. Instead, I just pushed Browns Bengals was nothing. You had a lean on the Bengals. Cowboys Washington, you had a lean on Washington, which was good. Lions, Falcons, we both put one unit on the Lions getting two and a half points. And Steve, that was a roller coaster. You also had them teased with the Chargers. Uh, but Steve, I mean, that went from we're obviously going to win. The Falcons are up uh, up by two. You know, the, the Lions are up by two points. Falcons are just going to take a knee here, kick a field goal. Falcons win by one. We win our bet. All is good. And then Todd Gurley scores a touchdown. Steve, I was so angry. The irony is just two years ago, Todd Gurley on his own stopped on the two-yard line against Green Bay when the Rams were up by two points. So he clearly... Um, is a cerebral player and is aware of this, and yet somehow he blows it and goes into the end zone. Happened in the Penn State game also, and it just goes to show, I got to tell you, some of these players, they should play Madden. <laughs> they should learn how to play these end games, but I get it. Everything's happening a million miles an hour, and it's so hard to change direction, do something you haven't done your entire career. So it's all about the coaching and the coach needs to absolutely realize, hey, just take a knee. It's too complicated. I'd like to gain five yards. But um, you got to emphasize you get the first down and you fall down. You don't have to get to that very half-yard line. Yeah, you know, it, what makes it especially bad in my mind is just that it happened at Penn State the day before. You know, And everybody saw that. Everybody witnessed it. It should have been a reminder from every coach to every player on every team. And yet – that's still what ends up happening. Absolutely brutal. So I got one unit there, and you got them there and on the teaser with the Chargers. Panthers was our second best bet, Steve. Panthers were getting seven and a half. I put two units on it. You put two units on it. They lose 27-24. They almost had a field goal at the end to send it to overtime. I loved that bet last week. Still do. Nothing in Bills and Jets. Packers, Texans, you had a Texans lean. Steelers, Titans, nothing. Niners, Patriots, we didn't have anything. Chiefs, Broncos, we didn't have anything for you guys. Jags, Chargers, um, you and I – oh, I'm sorry. Patriots, Niners. You and I both teased the Niners up to eight and a half. They were getting two and a half. So we teased the Niners up to eight and a half. And so, um, and then we teased the Chargers down to minus one and a half. So that was two units for both of us 
on that two-team teaser, uh, which the Chargers made me a little bit nervous for a little while there, but that came through. So that was our third best bet that came through. And by the way, Steve, I mentioned a lot of games where you and I didn't have anything. We've gotten several requests from listeners. If we could just give what we're going to call a forced lean as we go through it, we'll do it, which means we're not putting our money there. We're not recommending to bet it. But if we had to, that would be where we would put our money. So we're starting that today because several of you have requested it. So you guys email us. You take advantage of our sponsors. You sign up at DraftKings using the code Ross, which is the key. And by the way, all of these lines that we give you, always DraftKings. And DraftKings has so many good um, offers for this week, Penn State, Ohio State. Just trust me, use the promo code Ross when you sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, if you haven't already, because it is clutch. And every one of these lines comes from them because it's our go-to sportsbook. Uh, Bucks Raiders. I had two units on the Bucks laying the two and a half points. You leaned Raiders. The Bucks smashed them. Seahawks Cardinals. That was our fourth and final best bet that we went four and zero on. Uh, we both had the Cardinals getting three and a half points. They won the game outright. Four and zero on our best bets. Four and zero, huge. Then you get to Bears Rams, Steve. We went head-to-head on this. I like the Bears for one unit getting the five and a half points. You knew it, Steve. You felt it. You felt the Rams were going to blow out the Bears. That's exactly what they did. Game wasn't even as close as the score indicates. You had the Rams for two units, and they end up coming through for you. So, again, for the week, 4-0 on our best bets. You were up 10 units. I was up eight units. For the year, I am now up 19 units. You are back in black, up nine, uh, up three units. And we have 13 wins and eight losses on our 21 best bets. So we are back. We are rolling. And we are ready to dive into week eight, which includes us giving what we're calling a forced lean on every game so that you guys get what you need for your different pools or whatever. We aim to please. What do you got, Brian? All right, Thursday Night Football, we will start Atlanta at Carolina and the DraftKings line on this one. It has the Carolina Panthers favored by two and a half points with a total of 49, Ross. Yeah, I'm going to put one unit on Carolina. Uh, I think that was a tough, tough loss for Atlanta to bounce back from. That was brutal. Now it's a short week. Carolina's been extremely consistent the whole year. Just one unit, Carolina laying the two and a half. Yeah, I'd rather have Carolina plus the points than laying. We saw them fail against Chicago laying two and a half, but let's face it. Atlanta's not as good as the Bears are. So you're getting value here with Carolina. Yeah, I thought this line should be three. You know, I'm, I'm going to join you, Ross. As long as we can lay minus two and a half, I'll put a unit on it. We have a best bet. The best bet. Steve, let's go to the Sunday games. First up, it's at Indianapolis at Detroit. And the Colts laying three points with a total of 50 and a half. So I'm going to lean 
to Detroit here. Now, one thing about these forced leans, I really want to say this. It's Wednesday. I'm giving you my best information I have at this very moment in time. It's certainly possible on Saturday I could change my opinion. Unlikely, but possible. It's like the stock market. Different information comes in that can change your opinion. It does happen. I think the Lions, we saw something that was very significant on Sunday. All year long, the Lions are playing Atlanta, and money has come in on Atlanta each and every Sunday until last Sunday. Money came against Atlanta. I don't think that's anti-Atlanta money as much as that that's pro-Lion money. I do think with Galladay and Swift being a bigger part of the offense, that this offense will continue to improve. I'll lean to the Lions. Yeah, I am going to um, pass this game. I would lean Colts and laying the points coming off the bye after Detroit had that unbelievable ending to the game. I'd probably put a unit on it if the Colts were laying two and a half. But at three, I'll just lean Indianapolis. Ross, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Packers laying six and a half. Total is 53 and a half. Yeah, I'm kind of. I want to talk through this one with you, Steve. I'm debating whether or not I make this one of my teaser legs, or I I just lay the points with the Packers playing a bad Vikings team. You know, if it was seven, seven and a half, I feel like I would tease it at six and a half. I wonder if I should just bet it. Your thoughts? Basic strategy says that if it's a favorite you like, that's seven or above, seven to eight and a half, you should tease it. At six and a half, you should bet it straight. Okay. Then I'm going to take Green Bay. I'm going to lay the six and a half. It's just a one-unit bet uh, against a division rival. But once I got under a touchdown, I, I like, especially now they traded in Gawkway for the Vikings. I'll lay it with the uh, Packers, minus six and a half, one unit. Yeah, the Ngakwe trade is very interesting. Is it an indication Minnesota is punting for the season? Or is it just an indication Ngakwe wasn't a good fit in Minnesota? I don't know. This I do know. 25-mile-an-hour wins for this game. I don't care what I made this game without that wind. 53-and-a-half is too high for an NFL game that's going to have that much wind. Two units on the under. Steve, the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are favored in this one, three and a half points. When was the last time the Bills were favored over the Patriots? Total, 43. And I'm going to lay the three and a half on the Bills, and this is all about the Patriots failing in what I think was a home run spot against the 49ers. Belichick is great against his former quarterbacks, and the Patriots are great off back-to-back losses And they weren't great. They weren't good. They weren't mediocre. They were horrible in their last game. Something is clearly wrong in New England. I'm going to give Buffalo a pass for three straight non-covers, all three bad spots, and they just had to play Tuesday, then Monday, then Sunday. So back-to-back short weeks, kick six field goals against the Jets. They just get one touchdown and, and five field goals. They would have covered that game. I'm on the Bills. This is a tough one for me because the Patriots have looked so bad the last couple of weeks, but I feel like I'm scarred and traumatized from years of being a part of that game to lay points from the Bills to the Patriots. I feel like I'm going to give the Patriots one more week to see if they can figure something, anything out. Uh, my lean would be to lay the points with the Bills, but I don't have the guts at three and a half you know, to put that to put that unit on it. 
All right, Tennessee Titans at the Cincinnati Bengals. Titans are laying six. Total in this one, 54. Right, so I I would lean Tennessee here, but Joe Burrow's done such a good job of putting points up. The Titans' defense is not very good. I feel like Burrow has backdoor covered a lot of these games that I can't lay six points right now with the way Burrow is playing, even though I feel like the Titans have been pretty consistent. It would just be a lean to Tennessee laying the six points. I'll lean to the Titans. It's all about the Bengals' recent injuries on the O-line. I know they've got one guy out. Two other guys are questionable. Those are their three highest-rated linemen. And so with Mixon injured, with the line in shambles now, I can't back the Bengals, who aren't going to be able to stop the Titans the only way they cover is a shootout. I'll lean Titans. Las Vegas Raiders, Steve, at the Cleveland Browns, where the Browns favored by two and a half points with a total of 52 and a half. And I'm going to go back to the weather angle. 25 mile an hour winds in Cleveland and no Odell Beckham, no Chubb. Certainly going to help the Cleveland offense. I could still make a case for playing this game over, except for the weather conditions, which is the one factor that trumps everything else. I'll go under two units. Wow. So you're on top of those those totals with the wind. That's interesting. Uh, um, which which way would you lean on Raiders-Browns, Steve? Oh, I'm sorry about that. I, I force lean, lean Browns. Yeah, I, I'd probably lean Browns as well. Um, the Raiders still kind of recovering from whatever happened with all the COVID stuff. In fact, you know what? I'm going to put one unit on Cleveland. I, I think the Browns have a good team. I think Baker Mayfield, I don't think the Odell Beckham Jr. thing hurts him that much. One unit for Cleveland laying the two and a half. And I can already tell you, Steve, I don't like my board right now because I, I don't like giving out this points like this. I'm laying it with Carolina, laying it with Green Bay, laying it with Cleveland. That has not been my recipe for success. My recipe for success has been taking the points of teams that I can see winning the game. Uh, are you taking the points in this next one, Ross? The Jets, they are at the Kansas City Chiefs. 19 and a half is the line on this one. Obviously, the Jets are getting that 19 and a half. Total is 48 and a half. No, I'm staying away. If it was over 20, I think I would put a unit on the Jets. But at 19 and a half, I'm just going to stay away. I, I don't like games like this. It's one of the two best teams in the league against the worst. Uh, but if I had to lean, I would lean to the Jets. I would take the points. And I'll lean to Kansas City. I think the Jets got their one cover, and they were fortunate to do so, leaking oil big time at the end of that game. And the game ends with Buffalo in the red zone, running out the clock there. Um, Buffalo almost covering despite not scoring one touchdown. Well, Mahomes and company are going to score a lot of touchdowns. I'll lean Kansas City. Steve, the Rams are at the Miami Dolphins, and the Rams are laying four points with a total of 46. So this is a fascinating game because my power ratings make the game six, which would put me on the Rams. But I can argue it's one of the worst spots of the year for the Rams who have to make their fourth road trip back to the East Coast. So that's going to be 20,000 miles of travel by the end of um, this week. And it's a short week for the Rams as well, having to play Monday night and now having to do an early start time on Sunday. I don't know how good two is going to be. 
but I have to feel he's looked good in confidence for Miami to have made the change. I'll lean Miami. Yeah, I would lean Miami as well. I guess I just don't know what to expect from Tua. I think I wonder if they'll use him differently and that helps him. But the Rams have been very consistent. I think with the exception of that one Niners game, the Rams have played very well all year. You're right. It is a bad spot. I just don't like to bet my money and your guys' money, the listeners, on a guy who I've never seen play pro football yet. So it's just a lean for Miami. I'm not going to actually put any units on it. Ross, the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting four points at the Baltimore Ravens with a total of 46.5. Yes, and I I think I already know what Steve's going to say. This is an all-time bad spot for Pittsburgh, great spot for Baltimore. Baltimore coming off a bye. They got Yannick Ngakwe with the trade. Pittsburgh had a hard-fought physical game against the Titans. I see all that. I think the Ravens probably win the game. But it's four points. It's more than a field goal. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers won the game. I'm gonna put this feels to me like a lot like my, our Bears Rams head to head last week, Steve. To be honest with you, where I went Bears, you went Rams. I'm only gonna put one unit on it because of the spot. Otherwise, I would put a couple units on the Steelers in this game. One unit Pittsburgh getting the four points. And Ross did my handicap for me. Thank you, Ross. I'll be one unit on Baltimore. You know what? To start the year, Baltimore is supposed to win 11 and a half games. Pittsburgh was supposed to win nine and a half games. Well, Pittsburgh's better than we thought they were. But if the season just freeze it, started all over again, I don't think we would change Baltimore. We'd still make them an 11 and a half win team. And we'd bump Pittsburgh up to maybe a 10 and a half win team. Baltimore's still better, significantly better. And they're the ones in the great spot here. So Baltimore by 10, I'm on Baltimore for a unit. Steve, the Chargers at the Broncos, uh, Chargers getting uh, laying the three and a half points uh, with a total of 44 and a half. Yeah, a whole lot of money on the Chargers. I know that this line was early, earlier in the week was lower, but I think overreaction pushing this through three. Who are the Chargers and Anthony Lynn to be laying three and a half All the Chargers do is play close games that they sometimes win, but usually they lose them. And even that Jacksonville game, that game got dicey. We were all sweating out our teaser uh, and a little bit of a phony final score for the Chargers to win that one by 10. I don't know who wins this game. I'll take the three and a half, two units. I'm with you on this, Steve. I I don't know. This is an overreaction. I don't understand it. I mean, the Broncos had – uh, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Locke had a pick six. I actually thought defensively they did some good things. Philip Lindsay was running it pretty well. I think this is an even game. And you're going to give me three and a half points? Two units, Denver Broncos. That's the best bet. The best bet. Next game, Ross, the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears. The Saints are laying four with a total of 43 and a half. And I think that the market continues to overrate the New Orleans Saints. I've done well going against the New Orleans Saints. Maybe this is the game Michael Thomas comes back. I know it's not a great spot for Chicago since how they played Monday night, but they got to bounce back after that performance Monday night, they can't possibly be that bad again. 
The Saints defense is not good. The Bears defense is. I like the Bears getting the four points. Didn't work out for me Monday night. So maybe I'm a little bit trigger shy. So only put one unit on it, but Bears plus four against the Saints. I'm going to lean to the Saints here. You know, it's interesting. There's 50-degree weather. Uh, wind should be a little bit above 20 miles an hour. Now, normally, that should be a big advantage to the Bears because the Bears, with the good defense and the power running, that should benefit them. But the Bears can't run the ball at all. Four straight games, the Bears have averaged less than three yards per carry. That is an epic fail. So the Saints, of all people, have the advantage if both teams have to run the ball more in the conditions here. I'll lean Saints. Steve, the San Francisco 49ers are at the Seattle Seahawks. You know, this is an interesting game because oftentimes when the lines come up and like I've got a gut feel or a lean right off the bat, and this one I really didn't. And the more I look at it, I'm not going to bet it. If absolutely forced to, I would still go back to, I think Seattle finally lost a close game and they're just not that good despite their really good record this year and last year. All of those close wins, now 14-3 and in close games, I would lean to the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to put a unit on the 49ers. Now, I don't like that they're just so decimated by injury again. Now Jeff Wilson's out. I don't even know who their running backs will be in the next game other than Kyle Shanahan will figure it out. And I think that this the way the Niners are playing right now, I think they can win this game. And you're going to give me three points. I feel like if they lose, it'll be by three points about, and I'll push. So I'll put – you know what? I'll put two units on the Niners plus the three there. I'm feeling the Niners right now. Two units plus the three against Seattle. Sunday night football, Ross, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles laying seven and a half points with a total of 43 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be there. I'll be calling the game for Westwood One, so I'll be back in the same Lincoln Financial Field luxury box. Hopefully they have food that's as good as that Giants-Eagles food was because that was delicious. Uh, I don't really know what to expect from Ben DiNucci. This is one of those, Steve, where it makes me feel old. Six Six, seven years after I retired, I did Ben DiNucci state championship game in Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, Pine Richland High School against St. Joe's Prep out of Philadelphia. Now, six years, that was 2014. Now, six years later, he's starting for the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. No idea what to expect from him, uh, but I don't think they're going to win the game, and I don't think it'll be all that close. So I'll take the Eagles. Tease them down to minus one and a half. I'm going to pair that with the Bucks. Tease the Bucks down to minus four and a half. I don't know if the Bucks are going to cover ten and a half points against the Giants, but they'll cover four and a half. They'll get through the touchdown and seven and eight and six and all that. And the Eagles will win by at least a couple points. So two units teasing the Eagles down to minus one and a half on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Two units teasing the Bucks down to minus four and a half through the key numbers of 10 and seven on Monday night against the Giants. Steve, you hit mute. You hit mute by accident. 
on your Zoom. There you go. All right. Sorry about that. The Cowboys, you got to worry about their effort level. That Arizona game, the Washington game, sure looked like there was a lot of quit in that team. I smashed my quarterback up. Eh, it's no big deal. I'm just happy to get be getting a paycheck, right? Uh, I like your teaser, Ross. I'll tease Philly. I need something to tease it with. You know, I'm going to do a seven-point teaser. I'm going to lay minus 130 on this teaser. I'm going to play Philly down to minus a half. And I'm going to go back to the Detroit Lions. I'm going to play them all the way up to plus 10 on a two-team teaser for two units. One more note. Going back to McCarthy, do we question Green Bay? Maybe McCarthy's a terrible coach, and maybe Green Bay is undervalued based upon his exit, and Green Bay's just going to continue to thrive with him out of there. Last but not least, Steve, Monday Night Football, as Ross already talked about it uh, with his teaser. Tampa Bay, they are getting 10.5 points at the New York Giants. Total is 46 so Tampa's just played two pretty much perfect games the last two weeks against the Raiders, against Green Bay. No turnovers, only four penalties. Unsustainable that a team could be playing at that high a level. I'm impressed. I've certainly upgraded them. If this was a Sunday game, this would be one of my biggest bets of the year on the Giants because I think Tampa would look past them. But because it's Monday night football, that's probably going to keep Tampa's attention. I'll still lean Giants. That'll do it. You already heard me there. I'm teasing that one down to minus four and a half. I think the Bucks win by at least seven, maybe ten, but I didn't want to lay the ten and a half. That'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. I think we only had, what, one best bet? Maybe How many best bets, Brian? Did you write them down? Two. Two best bets. What were they? I did not write them down. I just wrote down that we had two. Guess what? That was a trick question. That's why you become a Tuckhead, patreon.com slash RT Media. We post on our private Slack channel all of our bets laid out, the exact spreadsheet that you can have, patreon.com slash RT Media. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. All right, 